Hello, and welcome to the Dear Mind You Matter podcast. My name is Allison Walsh. I'm a longtime mental health advocate and vice president at Advanced Recovery Systems. On each episode, I will be joined by my colleague and clinical expert, Dr. Angela Phillips. This show, along with our mental health and wellness app, Nobu, are just some of the ways we're working to provide you with actionable tips and tools to take really good care of yourself each and every day. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite note-taking device. It's time to fill your mind with things that matter. For the safety of our listeners, we do want to note that the following episode may contain information that some may find triggering and or may not be suitable for all audiences. Listening discretion is advised. Dr. Rob Kelly is a renowned addiction consultant who believes in treating the problem of addiction, not the symptoms. He has worked for many years helping addicts and alcoholics to recover their lives from the disease of addiction. Based on his own experiences working with addicts and alcoholics over the last 20 years, a PhD in psychology from Oxford University, and as a recovered alcoholic himself, he is a triple threat against the disease of addiction. Dr. Rob was the CEO of a thriving telecommunications company when the walls came crashing down on him due to alcoholism. He ended up homeless and broken on the streets of Manchester, England, until he found the courage to save himself. He has lectured on the subject of addiction at many high-profile universities, national conferences, treatment facilities, public schools, churches, business organizations, and hospitals, and is recognized as a leading authority on addiction recovery methods that are changing lives all around the world. Dr. Rob is currently the CEO of Rob Kelly Recovery Group, an addiction recovery coaching company he created based on extensive research and behavior studies that he conducted over the last 20 years. His methods may seem unconventional, leading some people to refer to him as the Gordon Ramsay of the addiction world because of his direct, no-nonsense, and candid approach to treating addiction. Dr. Rob works to make the road of recovery less of a mystery tour. Okay, Dr. Rob, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Hey, guys, my name is Dr. Rob Kelly. They call me the addiction doctor for a reason. Good to see you guys. I'm from San Antonio, Texas is where I reside now. Originally, as you can tell from the accent, from Manchester in the United Kingdom. I got here as quick as I could, guys, 14 years ago. Thanks again for joining us, Dr. Rob. You know, some of our listeners are not familiar with your story. So I was hoping you would tell us a little bit about your experience. I know you've got a book that all of us need to go out and buy so we can read more. But how can you just give us a little taste of sort of what your experience has been like and how that's really paved the way for where you are now? Yeah, so uh, I come from a musical family. So I've been playing on stage. Uh, since the age of nine is where I took my first drink. Also a very nervous child took a first drink and uh, my whole world just took off from there. So I'd found alcohol. Uh, I went through normal school, middle school, and then high school was pretty good. Uh, drinking Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when I'm out with my musical family, auntie and uncle playing the clubs of, of Manchester and surrounding areas. I always wanted better. We grew up in the, what you guys would call the projects two steps from a trailer park. Um, but I always wanted better and I knew I could do better, but the drinking was just confidence building for me. So I got a job at Abbey Road. Most people remember Abbey Road from the Beatles and stuff like that. Yeah. I got a, a session bass playing job there because that's what I wanted to do, be a musician. I played with Elton John, David Bowie, Queen, Freddie Mercury, all them great guys of the 80s and uh, put myself through college. went to Oxford University. I actually have two PhDs, one in uh, psychology and another one I did about 10 years ago uh, in behavioral science because we can't leave the central nervous system out of, of what I do in addiction. 
Um, College went great. I found people that could drink like me. Wow, awesome. Until it got to exam time and they would fade off. And I just about got through college. And then I, I got jobs and got married. And then my alcoholism, not drugs, I'm not, drugs don't do nothing to me, really. Alcoholism took off. Where I, I eventually had the house, the cars, Bentleys and, and uh, Jaguars, Range Rovers and two children, young tots. And uh, the house looked beautiful from the outside. People used to pass and go, oh, my God, he must be doing amazing. And I was, I always do. But it was mayhem inside the house, unfortunately, with my alcoholism. So eventually, through loads of things that happened, uh, some of them pretty harsh that I'm not proud of, done in blackout. My wife and my children were taken away and uh, my house and my cars and my medical license and my parents and my friends were taken away and they ended up homeless. And I was homeless for 14 months, begging for money on the street, sleeping on benches, under trees when it was cold. And I did that for 14 months. So that's kind of a background of where, of where I come from. It's There's loads of stuff in between that's pretty harsh. You know, I, I should have died many occasions. In fact, at the suicide attempts, there were six. On two occasions, they succeeded and my heart stopped. And the uh, medics brought me back on the side of a dark, stinky, rainy road in the back ends of Manchester. So it's just it looked to me when I, when I came out from all that, that I just couldn't die. There was a bigger picture for me, which I now know today. Uh, today I live just, if anybody out there wanted an ideal life and you wrote me down, that's what I'm living. You know, it's phenomenal. But I, I have a passion about this recovery thing and addiction because it's killing more people than we know. Uh, it's very, very hush-hush disease. Nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, there's no money in recovery. If people can't give you a, a pill or a treatment center for 30 days, then you're kind of lost in the way and left to die. You know, we've tracked the deaths over the last 10 years and alcoholism and addiction kills more people than heart attacks and cancer put together. And I have a large mouth. I'm very cocky. Um, I'm going to ask the question or say things that you're only thinking, guys out there, because I want to make an impact. And I've worked with about 7,000 patients right now over the last uh, 30 years. And uh, I'm not going to stop until they put me away in that coffin or whatever it is they're going to put me in. So that's it. Well, I love your story. Thank you for sharing it. And, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, when you can channel hardship to do good in the future, right? Like I I believe like, you know, there's certain people that have been given that strength to be able to use that recovery journey, that story to inspire others to change their lives. And that's certainly something that you've been able to do. Can you share a little bit more about what you do now and, and the personal, how you tie in that personal experience and what you do professionally? Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm an addiction doctor. I ha- we have uh, five locations around the world, and <clears throat> we help people get through the addiction. But what I want to say off the bat is alcohol has nothing to do or hardly nothing to do with alcoholism, and the same with drugs. It's not the alcohol. It's actually a predisposition with alcoholics and, of course, the trauma. Everyone asks me what the gateway drug is. Dr. Robert say trauma. Forget about marijuana. It's trauma. We need to get back and look at trauma. So practice here is our home base in uh, San Antonio, and... We will literally help anybody. We carry more pro bonus than anybody else. We're the only company in the world that offers a money back guarantee if you relapse. The only company in the world because we've got it right. The brain science behind it, which I study, neuroplasticity and uh, central nervous system and uh, brain science is what I'm into. Not so much the, the old 
cognitive training as such and therapy. I don't believe that works in a lot of cases of uh, chronic alcoholics. And, and we just, we're just giving back every day. That's the, like Alice has just said, you know, if I'm not giving back, what am I doing? That's the bottom line for me. And we give $150,000 back to, to communities around the world last year. Although I live a rich and plentiful life today, I don't have to worry about money today. I have to remember where I come from. I remember one guy finding me on the street and helping me after thousands that turned me down. And, and that's always in me. You know, I'll even stop at signal lights sometime and I'll give somebody, you know, 20, $30. And my friend will say, well, you know what they're going to do with that? And my answer is they're probably going to get drugs and alcohol because that's what I would do when I was on the streets. My is giving. What he does with that money is none of my concern. I'm just here to help. And uh, we've got a reputation for, for helping families because we can't, we can't really take out the families when it comes to addiction. It's a family disease, it's a family recovery. And we won't take on anybody that's partners in the house. If they're in the house, the wives, husbands must take part. Otherwise, we will not take the patient on because this isn't about taking money. This is about getting people well. So I, when I guarantee to the, the loved ones that I'll get them well over a 90-day uh, period, I really need to be invested in that. So, yeah, just uh, I love people. I love life. Uh, I've been on a crusade myself over the last couple of months. I've dropped like 45 pounds. You know, I'm getting back, even though I'm 60, I'm getting back into training. I'm getting a new life because we came down to San Antonio to retire. Can you believe that? But uh, it didn't work out. So, yeah, we've been here for four years now. So just loving life. That's amazing. I'm, I'm so glad that you're paying it forward just based on all of these things that you've experienced and now being where you are. And there's so much in what you just said, but before we get into where I would love to nerd out with you, which is in the neuroscience piece, I really want you to say a little bit more about, you know, what the role of trauma has in addiction and how you typically explain this to others. Because I know for so many, they're sort of like, well, well, what was the gateway drug? Was it marijuana? Was it alcohol? Was it, you know, like there has to be, you know, something tangible. It's, it's really this like otherworldly concept. And so coming from someone like yourself, I think it would be great for our, our listeners to hear more about that. Well, people talk about trauma all the time. And many years ago in therapy, they would, they would name it small T's, big, big T's and little T's. You know, what we found over the years of, of my studying, there are, there are hundreds of things we found. I think I'm the only person intensely studying every day to find out more is trauma is the gateway drug. And you really have to understand trauma to get into that. Everybody has trauma, but the alcoholic with the predisposition that's passed down from generation to generation has more trauma. There's no such thing as little T's with the alcoholic. What happens is we're born with this disease, which means that we're never good enough. We're never going to be anything. We never amount to anything. As soon as I touch alcohol, uh, my, my alcoholism is then started and God knows where it will finish. Maybe 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, it will finish and it will come to an end and you will die if you don't get treatment. So what happens with trauma is as a child, you have to look and scrutinize. Like here's, a, here's what I always tell my patients. So me and my brother's on the kitchen table and we're dancing. And we're not supposed to be there. My mom walks in. Holy moly, what are we going to do now? She says to my brother or to both of us, get down off that table stupid idiot get down my brother jumps off and i'm frozen and can't move you see what i've heard 
get out of that table. You stupid idiot. That's how the alcoholic brain works. So trauma taken on from day one. I've had people say, had trauma with father. Well, father did his best. He was working every day. We live in a $2 million house, but I only get to see him on Sunday. Trauma. Mom used to have a drink. And when she did, she used to make trauma. All this trauma we have to pick up on as a child. And I came up with a saying, anything less than nurturing as a child is child abuse. So think about that for a second, because we have to be careful what our children are exposed to, how they eat, how they act around others. There's a great saying out today, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. From literally infants, we should, be, we should be watching our children, making sure that they're not exposed to certain things. Because right now, you look at 12, 13-year-old kids and younger that have been given Adderall and Vivance and stuff like that, just because his friend said, if you go and tell your, your doctor you suffer from, you know, they'll give you, really? So it's all that mix of trauma. I truly believe. Then the brain's remapped going through our early 19, 11, 12, 13, 14, up to 20. It's being remapped. And what happens eventually is this happens. This is my, this was my central, uh, sorry, my brain with the neural pathways. There are billions, but this is my primary source. Now, these are self-sabotaging neural pathways, which means I'm going to drink. I'm going to use, I'm going to be depressed. I'm, I'm going to try and commit suicide. This is what's used to run my brain. Now, these here are self-care neural pathways. And what we do here through work, trauma, intensive daily work, regimented, we get to there. Now, this is where the self-care neural pathways are running the brain. So the trauma needs to be cleared up. But guess what? This guy's always going to be there. So unless we clear it up completely, there's a bad chance of it doing this again. Once we do this, we're drinking, we're using, we're being that bad guy. So we need to scrutinize the self-sabotaging neural pathways from the self-care neural pathways. So in the mix there, Angela will like this, we have the hypothalamus. Now, the hypothalamus is at the base going back towards the, the back of the brain. The hypothalamus, this is great research. I love this. I've seen professors go. So the hypothalamus is the fight or flight for any human being, tied to the amygdala. So what happens is normal person, amyg uh, hypothalamus says eat food, drink water, run, hide, whatever you need to do, survival instinct. So many people will drink the water, eat the food. At certain stage of alcoholism, the hypothalamus tells an alcoholic to drink alcohol. And that's why we see alcoholics going days, if not weeks, without water or food. They just need alcohol. So when you have your brain fighting against your brain, then we have a problem. So the hypothalamus, the central nervous system, back to the prefrontal cortex, is where the disease lies. Now, the disease lies in the subconscious brain. So I don't know when I'm going to drink. I'm sure anybody doesn't know our relapse, but it's the central nervous system and behavior that gives it away. You see, alcohol will never come to me on a Monday and go, hey, Rob, let's have a drink. It won't do that. It's a week or even a month before when I start getting irritable with somebody. Like I'm looking over at Jane in the corner of the office and she's using that stupid Christmas pen that I'm on board in December. It's now July. That's my relapse. And the understanding of all this brings us to the fact that you can fully recover from alcoholism and addiction. You just, knowledge is the game here. It's all knowledge. The more you know about the brain science, the more you recover from the disease and get on with your life. Wow. There's so much there. I really love though, um, that you got into, even without me asking, 
um, this question that we get a lot, which is going back to the trauma piece, you know, I'm, I don't really know how I got here. I had a seemingly okay childhood, nothing really significant in terms of, you know, what I think of in my brain as what trauma is based on what I know about that. So I like that you touched on that, but I think that that's something people really need to hear, particularly our listeners is this idea that something didn't happen that led you down that pathway, no pun intended. Can you speak a little bit more to that as well? I, I specialize in alcoholics. And if you're an alcoholic, let's just say it means addiction as well, but let's go with alcoholism for a second. Most of the traumas we forget and we hide away and we disassociate with that, with that tra traumatic effect, but where it will come out is in your relationships. Why does that girl keep attracting that bad boy alcoholic, just like a father who once tried to molest her that she knows nothing about? And it goes on and on. It gets so deep about trauma. So I would say 60% of trauma that alcoholics go through, that they don't come to the prefrontal cortex. They're hidden in the subconscious brain. And as we go through life, certain things will reinforce that image to the prefrontal cortex and go, oh yeah, I remember that. So if you're looking at your behavior, you have certain traits, like you get to a certain point in self-sabotage, there's trauma behind that. If you keep picking the same guy or the same girl, it was not good for you. There's trauma behind that. And it's going back. So what I did with all that, because how do you look in the subconscious brain and find out what you don't know? And I, I learned a technique, which is not, it's not been published to anything yet. There's a guy that was was uh, I was speaking to the guy that, until he invented it and did his research on it. It's called brain, uh, brain spotting. And basically, it's a little bit like EMDR. What happens is you go through the pupil into the subconscious brain. So and, and it's real clever, you know, and every time a twitch come, you go there and you stay there and you wait there and you wait. And I've done up to an hour in the same position with 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 this. This is what I use. Same position here and your flickers and you wait there and you wait there and the memory comes. That's how we do it. And once the memory comes, then you can clear that up. I'll actually what happened and that we weren't to blame and how this has had an effect on, on, on all of your life without you knowing. That's the crazy part. You see, I know alcoholics who never drink alcohol. They're the guys running Google and Apple. You know, they're the smartest guys in the room because that's what we are. We see things different and we hear things different with the alcoholic brain that outlasts any other brain. You know, it's unbelievable. So I hope that answered your question, Angela. This is fascinating to me because I think there's so many cool and, and very progressive and also very, uh, very helpful ways to address so many of these issues. But if somebody's listening right now and they're like, I don't know about brain spotting, I'm not so sure about that. Like, what else can they do to start to address the trauma, the, these, all these other underlying issues that maybe just hearing you today have really surfaced their awareness about. I think dialogue is the first thing we need to do. And people, people think, well, that's, that's obvious. It's not really because we don't like to admit any defects uh, with our, with our human nature. So dialogue will be the first one and, and get, get to a great therapist. Now be careful. The therapist, that's all I'm saying. Not every therapist is great. Not every treatment center is great. Um, there's a, I'd say 80% of treatment centers we don't do business with, we don't look at, we don't talk to, we don't do podcasts. So the ones that I do means that they're doing it the right way. So these are the guys you need to speak to. You can call us 
we're, we're more of a concierge doctor. We're a concierge. Uh, we only take on six to eight patients per year. Um, so yeah, dialogue and then talk to somebody. That doesn't have to be a therapist. Talk to a friend, you know, a closed mouth friend and go, hey, I think this is happening. And once the, the friend has exhausted his knowledge, then go on to a professional and shop around, see what the best, ask for a Zoom call before you go, see if you get on with the person and go down and start talking. And I'm guaranteeing you, and I mean guarantee that if you do this and, and, and readdress your trauma and, and you go back to the scene of the crime and you clear the, all that up, you will have a life beyond your wildest dreams. Now, I always carry this. It's about, I don't know how much it is, $100,000, which I give away to people who don't believe. Go and find out. Go and, go and sort this trauma. Everybody has trauma. It's just like everybody knows somebody who's an alcoholic or addict. And if you don't, then it's probably you, is what I tell people. Because the disease and the thought pattern and the depression is rife. But nobody's talking about it. And that's why I think God sent me to America, is to open my big mouth. And uh, spread the word. And loads of we we've worked from the highest paid actors, footballers, to the road sweep around the corner. I mean, it's about bringing people out and actually acknowledging that if if you tell people you have a problem, you recover from it. It gives other people hope. And I've been trying to do that for the last fourteen years, and a few people have come out, which is amazing. But most still want to stay away because, at the end of the day, again, nobody wants a defect. I really love your approach and just how straightforward it is. And one of the things that we've actually talked to a lot of people more recently about is really this idea that, you know, there, there are so many resources out there and there's clearly no shortage of that, but there isn't a whole lot of really organized, well thought through comprehensive uh, approaches to these kinds of issues. And I think it's, it's also really nice to hear someone who can straight up say, when we're past a certain point where we can just sort of, I, I say, handle it ourselves with air quotes, because, yeah, yeah. you know, there is no, absolutely no shame in reaching out for help. And sometimes we just need other people to help us get out of our own way. So I love that you, the approach that you take, how it's so inclusive. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to that and so much that we sort of miss in a lot of the standard ways that we approach care, just locally and globally, right? Just in this very individualistic way. And that's just not the way that we exist in the world. So no, really thank no. you so much for everything that you do. And of course, we're going to post how everyone can reach out to you because they know that you're just giving treatment away. <laughs> just kidding. You know, it, it's, it, that's, it's amazing what you just said, Ben. It's so true. You know, get to somebody that can help. Uh, <clears throat> don't go to a treatment center that text Johnny for this third time for $30,000 a time. That's not the place for you to go and go where they get results, sit down with people, talk, get open about it. And listen, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, you can't buy anything off us. You can't buy our treatment center. You can't, you just can't do it. You have to earn it. So don't even think that this is a sales call because it's not. If you want a five minute pep talk, that will change your life. And we're full by the way, for the next 12 months, we can't take in on anybody. But if you want a five minute pep talk, uh, why don't you call me? Call me, not my assistant, not the front desk, not my, call me on 214-600-0210. And if, I, if we need any help, we'll send you to Advanced Recovery is where we're going to send you. But I'll give you a pep talk that will change your life because this is about living. This isn't about sat at home being miserable. And we've been, everyone's been there, guys. You know, I'm not saying I'm, so, I'm not sat on my white horse here preaching. I am not. 
I've been so depressed. I went to kill myself. And obviously I nearly did. But if you're in that position, if you don't think you're good enough, if you don't think you're going to amount to anything, I want to apologize to you because somebody's put that there. We are born with million dollar minds. Stop hanging around 10 cent minds, guys. You can do anything that you want to do. Quantum physics tells us that we can be anywhere at any time. Just visual it, walk over and take it. But if you're suffering, call me. I'll give you a pep chat that will just, it'll make your day. Believe me, it'll make your day. Believe me. I've done this so many times. But life's for living, guys. Don't think this is your lot. You know, if you're homeless or sat in a one-bedroom apartment and you can't afford food, this isn't your lot. This is training. This is your training So when you go on because it's all about helping the next human being along, alcoholic or not, helping, stopping at the grocery store, buying that girl whatever she wants to buy because a kid can't afford a lollipop, stopping at the gas station, the lady's trying to squeeze $2 of gas out with five kids in the car, fill as much as you can of that tank up. And I'll tell you something, and, and Angela uh, touched on it before, you will never go broke by giving away. It's just, I've tried it. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It's like we give, we give $10,000 to somebody about three months ago. And it was like, you know, pretty big of 10,000. We gave it to him. I, as my hand is my heart, three weeks later, we got a check of the IRS for 18,000. I say no more. It always comes back to you. So be kind and, and, and be generous and you'll be good. Oh, the universe is generous to those who give. And uh, I mean, I might be calling you for some pep talks or just to say, <laughs> hey, because you are like so freaking cool, Dr. Rob. And I am so glad that we had you on the show today because I am sure that you have lit a fire within people to take some ownership, right? If, they're, if they haven't already, take ownership of where you're going. Your life doesn't have to continue to be crappy if you don't want it to be. Correct. And you can do something about it, but you got to do the work, right? We know that it's not just going to happen overnight. So so, um, you know, do what you need to do to take care of you and the rest will, will fall into place and uh, take care of others along the way. So one of our favorite questions to ask Dr. Rob, and we're not going to let you go before you contribute your thoughts to this, but at this point in your life, what matters most to you? Uh, family is most, I was reconnected with my sister, uh, brother still don't speak to me. Youngest child still don't speak to me, uh, Two years ago, my, my daughter contacted me after 20-something years on Facebook. Um, she wanted to meet me. I flew over there. We hugged. We cried. She led me into the house and handed me my three-month-old granddaughter. And, uh, six months ago, we sent her back to college two years ago. And six months ago, she opened my Manchester office as a therapist. So definitely, definitely family. And, and my dogs, my three English bulldogs. Uh, I often say I, I live as if I've always wanted to live. I drive the car I want, house. I've got everything I need and want. But you could take me out of here tomorrow, give me my wife, my three English bulldogs in a tent in the middle of the field, and I'll be happy then as I am today. Because money, money, money doesn't buy happiness. And for those people who's had money before, you know quite well what I'm talking about. This is about human connection. So family first, or dogs first. And family first and dogs next. But yeah, that's it. It, it contents me. My heart is full. At the moment, my heart is full. See, I'm doing what I want to do. You know, we do what we like, what we do, or we love what we do because we do what we love is another saying that we have here. So I want to thank you so much for, for allowing me on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You three are beautiful. Absolutely. Just inspire me because you just, I don't know, you're just there doing it. I mean, it's very hard sometimes. And one, one thing I want to say to Ashley, Angela, and yourself, Alison, is you know, it's a thankless job sometimes this. And I've done, we do our research before we talk to anybody. But thank you guys. 
you three, for what you do. Thank you for the effort that you put in, changing hundreds of thousands of life with, with the ripple effect. So I want to personally thank you because it touches my heart. All three of you have touched my heart today and just phenomenal. So thank you so much. Stop it right now. You're going to make me cry. No, I really appreciate that. And obviously right back at you, you know, thank you. It's hard thank work. You. Thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Rob, can you share with our listeners how they can learn more about you and maybe follow you on social media or anywhere else other than the fact that you literally gave them your phone number? Yeah. <laughs> always here for you guys. Listen, <clears throat> jump on any search engine, Dr. Rob Kelly, uh, the website's robkelly.com. I spell my, I spell my name with two B's R O B B K E L O Y.com. Uh, any podcast, just put my name in and uh, you'll see if you're feeling uh, you want to know more about me, then yeah, jump onto Amazon or Walmart. Uh, Daddy, Daddy, please stop drinking is the name of the book that uh, my daughter's last said to me. It's my story. It's uplifting. It's sad. But first of all, I want to say, or most of all, that any every dime that's spent on that book, you know, you hear people say all the profits go to charity. No, that means they've taken their part out on what's left. Every dime you spend on that book, and I think it's $9, will go out to communities, especially in America, because I'm a citizen now, secondly in England, but all over the world that's needed. That's how we can give so much money away. I don't get a dime from it, nor do I want a dime for it. This is a book for the people. And listen, if you can't afford it, email my staff. We'll send you one free. Top secret. Well, thank you so much again, Dr. Rob. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not already subscribed, we hope you join us regularly and please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We hope that this podcast is beneficial to you and your wellness journey. Dear Mind, You Matter is brought to you by Nobu, a new mental health and wellness app. You can download it today using the link in our show notes. We'll talk to you next time. And until then, remember you and your mind matter.